Hello and welcome to Deer Tracks. my neck of the woods for another episode of the deer tracks podcast my name is james kibbe and this is going to be the first episode uh that we're gonna go in a little different direction than what you've been used to for at least the first season in that and that is to have conversations with creative people uh, about their creative work as well as their process and everything like that and i'm really looking forward to having these conversations and i hope you enjoy them uh, for this season and my first guest for this uh, new venture or new um, direction that we're going in here is my good friend Evan Anstey. Evan is a singer-songwriter from the Buffalo, New York area. He's also a talented uh, multi-instrumentalist. And so I'm looking forward to talking about uh, his music. And Evan, how you doing, man? Doing good, Jim. Thanks for having me. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Like good. I said, great to uh, have you here. Uh, with me um, in studio, as they say. So anyway, Evan, so maybe just kind of give people a sort of like a brief bio. Um, obviously, I said uh, that you're a singer-songwriter from the Buffalo, New York area, but I know that that isn't simply the only thing that describes Evan Anstey. I'm sure there are other things as well. Um, sometimes I like to make pancakes. I mean, that's a pretty defining characteristic of me. Are your pancakes good? I think so. I mean, like, I don't know if everybody would agree, but they make my Saturday morning a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like making pancakes, too, yeah. <laughs> but no, outside of that, you know, um, you know, who who are you outside of your name and Me? the thing you do? Well, I'm a guy who uh, by day is a journalist, by night is a musician and lover of a wife and two cats. So that's me in a nutshell. If I'm not working, I'm usually playing music or writing it somehow. You've obviously recorded two albums. You, uh, one happens to be an EP, the other one a uh, full-length album. Uh, so maybe tell a little bit about both of those. Yeah, so the, the EP was my first solo recording. It was called Recent Time. I mean, technically it was called Recent Time EP because I just didn't know how I was titling it. But I released that in early 2016 it was a four song cd of some original songs i'd written some of them were a little bit older like i'd written one of them back in 2010 and then one of them was written you know very recently at the time but uh the way i came up with the name for that one recent time i was standing in one of my favorite places along the shore of lake ontario and uh it was kind of the songs were kind of a combination of stuff i'd been thinking about in recent time and that's when the name sort of struck me there but there was that there's four original songs as i said um and then two years after that i released my first full-length album we will be at peace uh that was nine original songs and a cover of the old irish folk song danny boy and the thing with that it was a solo endeavor in more ways than just you know me being the songwriter and, and primary performer on it I did most of the production 
actually, yeah, most of the production on that album myself, other than one song I recorded with with a friend of mine, Alex Feig. Um, but I did a lot of the production just in my own house, you know, just mixing it, mastering it, uh, doing all the parts, you know, guitar, violin, mandolin, bass, all that stuff. But yeah, those uh, those were my first releases, and just recently, uh, me and you, sir, released The Weekend Preacher. Yep, that's right. I was going to maybe talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but didn't I'm mean to you, jump the gun there. <laughs> yeah, glad you brought that up. But I, I, I wanted to focus a little bit more on... Um, a little bit more on your earlier stuff. You know, going back to what you talked about recent time. Mm-hmm. So four songs there, and I think it was, um, I'm probably not going to get them in order, but you had Serious. Mm-hmm. I think you had Everything is Okay. Yep. Um, Are We Lucky Yet? Mm-hmm. And, and then Canary was the Canary. other Canary. Yep. That was the other one I, I was trying to remember. Um, yeah, so, you know, that was a real, it, it was... What was interesting about that when you're talking about recent time, there was obviously moments in that uh, EP where it, it almost seemed like you were kind of searching for something. Hmm. Like you, you know, like you were looking back maybe on parts, you know, certain maybe previous experiences, um, what it be. And I think you and I have had conversations a little bit or, you know, I've heard you talk a little bit about this, but maybe like past relationships and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think about like the song like Serious, you know, where it just like you're thinking of this past relationship as somebody that's, you know, like a star. Right. In, yeah, that's, in, uh, in, in, in the universe and you're down here on Earth watching them. Right. That's, uh, that's the exact metaphor, actually, as to what yep. that song was about. It, um, I wrote that song uh, nearly a decade ago now, actually, and it was about a girl who I was dating at the time and me sort of comparing her to like this big star in the sky and i'm just you know lowly just down here on the earth whatever yeah. like you know saying that this person was so much greater than i was seeing seeing them shine and uh that's where that analogy came from and i i'm not the world's greatest astronomer by any means but <laughs> i always thought you know sirius was one of those really bright stars in the sky you know one of those ones that just stood out yeah so that was the analogy there the the girl who i was who i was seeing at the time was you know that big bright star in you know my sky so to speak yeah but it was interesting because in that with the with the musical arrangement and then with just that um sort of metaphor that image mm-hmm. uh you there was distance mm-hmm. you know and you sort of communicated that so just like we would be standing there looking up into the heavens or looking up into the sky and you'd see the stars at night shining and realize just how far away they are. Yeah. And you know, know, the the thing with that too, that makes a lot of sense with the distance thing. And it's funny you mention it because honestly, I hadn't thought of it this way really up until now, but it makes so much sense because in the majority of that relationship, she and I had been you know, about an hour and a half apart, because at the time I was going to college and, you know, she was uh, finishing up high school. Like I was in my first year of college, she was finishing up her senior year of high school. You know, there was that distance, like, okay, you know, I'll see you from, from afar and like, we don't really see, didn't see each other that often kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Jim. It's, it definitely puts a, a new kind of perspective on the song. See how you shine 
Obviously, at the same time, you had moments where you were reflecting on good times and on things where, so like in Are We Lucky Yet, you mm-hmm. know, it was just basically about the one time you went fishing. Oh, yeah. Um, and you just caught a lot of fish. Yeah, it's funny. That song, it never explicitly said that it was about fishing. And, and honestly, when I was first showing the song to people, they were confused as to what it was about. And I told them it was about fishing. And they're like, What? But yeah, to kind of tell the, the to spin the yarn on that one, um, I was out fishing at Glenwood Lake in Medina with my buddy Tom, and it was this day where I was doing particularly well, and he was hardly catching a thing. I mean, honestly, though, the fact that I was doing well doesn't mean I was out there catching bass all day. There, there happened to be a lot of gobies in the lake that day, and uh, they're an invasive species, so... You're actually supposed to catch and kill those when you find them. But I was mostly catching gobies all day. I mean, there were some bass too, but when all is said and done, I still caught like 11 fish compared to his three. So (laughs) my score was still higher. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, you know what? I mean, gobies, bass, you know what? It was a a fish on my line. (laughs) So, but yeah, but that and like everything is okay. Um, And I remember you um, shared that song uh, with our listeners for the podcast you shared that uh last season mm. um so that was really great that was actually the first song of yours that i uh shared and you shared a little bit of the story with me um going out to the lake or whatever like that with friends and mm-hmm. just you know at that moment just thinking that you know that regardless of what's going on at that time in your life you know that you just had this sense that you know everything's going to be okay right it was a combination of memories really and just sort of my own storytelling based on those experiences and memories so it doesn't recall any time in particular but you're right when you say like yeah just it's kind of bringing to the point of like everything is going to be okay because that song it makes me think of like you said just like hanging out near the lake and just being with friends and just kind of feeling like you know carefree everything's going to be all right and and that was you know the main point of the song like you know you see these things you remember these things these memories you have and then you just remember everything is going to be okay now tomorrow i'll walk you to the door and drive the road just like times from before all the things just like yesterday they let me know that everything is okay. So yeah, with your uh, recent time EP, like those four songs there, um, you know, and just like you were saying, all the different thoughts that were going around at the time when you were recording those songs and working mm-hmm. on those songs and putting it together, putting this EP together. And then you worked on your album a few years later a full-length album you recorded mm-hmm. it yourself and everything like that and um you know did a really nice job with the recording i, th- I thought it sounded uh sounded really good thank you and i found it kind of interesting because at that point you know you're at a, a, a new stage of your life you mm-hmm. know you're married because I'm, I'm guessing you you hadn't been married that long when that album came out 
Not long at all. Yeah, I married my wife in uh, June of 17, and we, uh, well, we, I, I started working on that album the month after the, uh, what was the first song I recorded? Oh, the first song I recorded on that was King of Liars, and I recorded that with help from my friend Alex, um, who was the one who did the recording and engineering on my EP. But anyway, Alex did the recording and engineer. Alex Feig, he recorded and engineered uh, King of Liars. And then um, I went and I did uh, the rest of it um, myself. He was busy doing a lot of things. Like he was involved in other music projects too. So that's when I uh, decided, I was like, okay. And I asked him like if he thought I was capable of, you know, recording it myself, you know, because he knew what he was doing. And I, I wanted to actually, you know, get honest advice and and uh, explanations for things. So, you know, I had a bunch of questions for him too, and he helped me figure out what I needed to do, you know, what kind of software I needed to get it going. And yeah, so even though he wasn't the engineer on the rest of the album, he was definitely, you know, there to listen and, and critique stuff and help me out with things. So. Yeah. So, um, but then going back to, like you said, so you, you know, recently married, um, mm-hmm. you were done with college mm-hmm. and you were moving on into a different phase of your life. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I found really interesting with, we will be at peace is that you, you have a couple of different themes that are kind of going on in there, but ultimately you can kind of see throughout the album how you are finding peace in this next phase of your life. I wish I could be you. You move so free. You move like the ocean in a gentle breeze. Could I have freedom? Could it be you have the song um, You Are the Ocean mm-hmm. and um, you know using sort of like that metaphor of a of a sea sort of like a raging sea actually it wasn't so much about a tumultuous sea or an ocean but it was really about um, I had finished up college and you know, I was into the working world but my wife uh, so I wrote this song in 2016 or 17 I want to say I think maybe it was still 15 or 16 I don't remember but my wife finished up uh, college two years behind me and I wrote that as I said when I had just entered the working world and was just kind of like all right so this is life now life's kind of crazy I didn't expect it to be you know with everything going on and I remember I was always looking to my wife who was my girlfriend at the time and and then fiance I was always looking to her for that kind of peace and like that, you know, place where I could like escape from stuff. So I I compared her to the ocean, you know, just like uh, gentle and just a place where I can just relax and just mm-hmm. focus. And that that's so the the metaphor really is that my wife was that ocean and that she was still, even though she was still in school, she was still there with me. And she was moving with me. And like, it was like, okay, so we're going to get through this. And the song sort of moves with this sort of slowly paced drive that, that says, okay, 
We're just going to keep chugging along and eventually we will reach that point we need. And really when I think about it, that song probably is the one that gives that album We Will Be At Peace its title the best. And, you know, to talk about that a little bit more, um, yeah, there there was a lot going on in my life at the time, just a lot of unsure things, a lot of unexpected changes going on in my family. And I know that my wife and I just wanted to reach a place of peace. And we knew that by the grace of God, we would get there someday, but it would just take time and patience. You can actually see kind of like both um, interpretations within that. So as you're talking about your life and you're looking out ahead at like this is life now and it's crazy and you got all these things you're trying to work out, you know, uh, at the same time it, it, you're looking at your wife and she's there with you and there's that kind of like that peace. And it's, and it's interesting because when you think about, you know, just what you said with the ocean, there's something about sitting by a body of water as a means to relax, as a means to unwind, as a means mm-hmm. to maybe find some sense of mm-hmm. peace. You know, a lot of people experience that. I know, like, for me, you know, I've I, I've done that. But at the same time, the, the ocean is can be also very treacherous. Mm. And so just thinking about those two interpretations and how you can kind of see that because in a way it's like you're looking out at this tumultuous sea of um, uncertainty with this new chapter or in, that you entered or new phase and at, at the same time as you're looking out you see your wife mm-hmm. and with that you find peace because you know that she's moving with you exactly and so it's kind of neat to to see that and and I I do um, you know I do think that yeah you can see that sense of peace and because throughout the whole album, I just noticed like the different themes. So you have here, here and there, which is the first um, track on that album. Mm-hmm. You're thinking of like in the future with your um, wife, and you know the possibility of you know not seeing your kids, but you're you're kind of seeing your kids or your child um, as a ghost, you know, right. in the future, right? But at the same time, getting a sense of like, okay, they're going to be okay. Yep, that's exactly what the song is. It, it's sort of a a ghost story, as you put it, um, or as I've also put it before. I came up with the lyrics to that song when I was driving home from work one day, and I've got a pretty long drive, so I had time. Um, but it was the situation in my head where I was thinking like, you know, what would happen if my wife was pregnant or we had little kids or something like that and all of a sudden you know i died or just something like that you know tragically happened it's just like what would happen would she be okay would my kids be okay and this was sort of uh a tale of that saying like okay this the person who's singing the song i guess me in this case is like a ghost looking at his wife and and uh, his young daughter, and seeing okay, well they've they're doing all right. They're getting help from the rest of the family, and like you know, they're gonna be okay, and and things are uh, things are gonna be all right. So it's just basically finding <laughs> finding peace as a ghost, and just you know. <laughs> 
it kind of a weird kind of a weird way to put that yeah. but yeah look looking at the situation if that were to happen it's just like would would she be okay would the kids be okay like yeah what would I, happen uh, yeah and i think that's so it kind of sets up in a way this um sense of of, of uh search for peace yeah so um in, in kind of an interesting way but you're kind of establishing that search for peace, mm-hmm. you know, and your and your desire for peace for those um, who you love and, and, and peace for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's kind of like you get the second track, you know, a little bit of time, you know, where you're mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's a that's an interesting one for the fact that when I wrote those lyrics, uh, I was the originally like the lyrics themselves sound kind of like gloomy but then i i you know made sort of this upbeat folky guitar to go with yeah. it and it it's kind of an ironic spin with those lyrics like it sounds upbeat but at the same time it's just like well i don't know what's gonna happen uh, it's killing me to it, that it's like this <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting because in a way and uh, you know i don't think this is what you were thinking about but i'm thinking about like um Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol and Ebenezer Scrooge, and he sees, you know, Christmas Future. Yeah. Which is him yeah. basically, you know, dead, mm-hmm. you know, in the grave and, and, um, in, in whatnot. Um, maybe even in hell, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's, it's kind of interesting because, so you have that first song where it's like you're seeing, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking about the future and you're seeing it from the point vantage point that you're not there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you've got this song where it's almost like a plea for a little bit more time, mm-hmm. you know? So it's this sense of like coming to similar to like say an Ebenezer Scrooge situation, maybe not to the depth that Charles Dickens is, you know, was, was going or, or, or the way the character goes, but but in a way, it's just kind of interesting to for me to think about that and to think like, you know, here's a way it's like, okay, pleading for a little bit more time, mm-hmm. seeing the value of the time that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, you're entering this new chapter. You have now a wife. You have somebody who you love. So whereas going back to a recent time where you had like um, serious and you're thinking about this past relationship where you've always felt kind of distant and now you've got somebody that like is just in a way sort of completes you to quote Jerry Maguire let your freedom be and let yourself go you try to hide your feelings but your feelings surely show and so you're pleading for a little bit more time because you're seeing the value of the time that you have but also understanding that the time that you have is not necessarily you know guaranteed mm-hmm. you know um so there's there's obviously a limit to all our time mm-hmm. and maybe i'm going a little bit deeper with the song but then you go into king of liars and that's kind of an interesting thing because he you know obviously you've said it's not about the devil right and a lot and of I'm, people have interpreted it as such <laughs> you know um but it's a real interesting thing because um, there, there's, you know, I, I guess depending on how deep people, you know, want to go with it, and you can check out at, um, Evan's album "We Will Be at Peace." It's pretty much available just about anywhere. Uh, music's available: iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, all that. 
Um, and so you can listen to it and kind of make your own judgments. I get, I guess. Um, I wouldn't. I would encourage people not to be so superficial hmm. um, and think devil, <laughs> because I think there is some things that you're teasing out about human nature. Yeah, there was uh, there was an album I was listening to a lot at the time from one of my favorite songwriters, Sean Watkins. He is best known as the guitarist of Nickel Creek, but he has an amazing collection of solo music outside of that. And I was listening to his album, All I Do Is Lie, a lot. And uh, he he talks a lot about human emotions and that and the battles people have with them. Like on his songs, uh, or his song, um, Since the Day I Was Born and Wave As We Run, like that that album was very influential on me in that writing and so king of liars was one of those songs that just sort of came to me instantly i remember i was like sitting in my bedroom with a guitar just like and those words just sort of came out and it was about being a manipulative person and like you know taking over somebody's mind and behavior so much to where you have control of them and it was just kind of an exploration of, as I said, human just manipulation. So that, and that song just kind of came out instantly. You are so beautiful The way you nod your head and grin Don't listen to the words that come out of my mind There's this kind of struggle um, within your album in terms of the various themes that you're approaching to where it's like you're, you're struggling sort of like with, you know, some of these maybe habits or some of these ways of, 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 of thinking. And, but at the same time, you're, you're also trying to, to look ahead with hope. And so there's this kind of, you know, struggle between light and darkness. There's this struggle um, between like, say, what, what you want, but also like, you know, what's better. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, and then at the same time, there's a call to come back home, and that's where something like you do that cover of Danny Boy. Mm-hmm. It's just one of my favorite songs, and like you know, I love Irish music and you know Irish folk music. Uh, so yeah, that that definitely fit in there. It was the eighth track on the album, and that was one of those things where you get all that all that struggle in a lot of the songs that came before it. And then it's just like, okay, that's all right. Just like like you said, let's come back home, you know. You know, and then, of course, you close with the song Celebration. Right. And um, I wanted to spend a, a few minutes to just discuss, too, like, so you being a person of faith and faith having, um, just like for me, I've noticed in my own writing, and I'm sure other people of faith who are listening to this could probably attest to this, but... Even when we're not necessarily trying to be deliberate in terms of writing about faith, mm-hmm. like there are certain perspectives in the way that you know, in the way that we see things, um, how that our, our how our our understanding of the world around us is shaped um, by our faith, and and certainly there are there there are themes in this that sort of touch upon that as well, mm-hmm. and so for you. Um, for you with this album and w- with your songwriting, like where do you see sometimes when you look back on it where maybe your your faith has sort of like has sort of come out like where you've kind of noticed that like where you're not trying to be intentional about it you're you're 
or, you know, you're not trying to be explicit or whatever, but, you know, where you've noticed, like, at certain points where it's like, oh, wow, okay. Hmm. there, There's, yeah, okay, there it is. Well, you mentioned celebration a moment ago, and that was one of those where it kind of um, almost blurred the line of explicitly and implicitly being related to my faith. I mean, when I wrote it, uh, as the song kind of says, I wrote it on a Sunday, and it was Mother's Day. I remember I was standing in my kitchen one morning just with the windows open, with my guitar, just standing there and drop D tuning, just playing whatever, and I came up with that riff, and uh, it it all kind of came out slowly, but ultimately what the song was saying is, you know, there's all these things that could happen, but I look around and I see a reason to celebrate. I see a reason to, you know, look positively on what's happening. And really the thing that inspired that the most, you know, was having that faith in God and knowing that, you know, he's my reason to celebrate and that he's given me something good and something that I can praise him for. Now, you know, that being said, I, I'm not selling my music like under the, the Christian label, but the way I see it more is I'm an artist who happens to be a Christian because, you know, not all of my songs deal with, you know, faith themes. But like you said, sometimes these things come into my songs in a way that sort of show where I'm coming from in a faith perspective. So. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like I said, from my own experience too, you know, and I, I think a lot of my projects, you know, I've tried to be a little bit more explicit, but um, at the same time, like even, yeah, again, you know, the way that we look about and think about, uh, look at and think about situations, um, certainly um, that sort of just kind of comes out because it is a part of who we are mm-hmm. um, when when we espouse to or, or, or we follow um, a certain faith and stuff, so um, you know, and that's, and again, and I feel like that's an important part of, of, of the person. I think sometimes, you know, it's wrong for, um, for somebody to be shamed in that way, um, when they're creating things, you know, in, in, in both way, in both respects. One, you know, if you're not being explicit about it for people to be kind of like, oh, why aren't you being explicit? Because I think at the same time, ultimately it's, you, you, you want to be true, um, to that creative moment. But um, you know, and just be able to express um, what 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 it is that you're uh, trying to express on the page um, without apology, right? I guess what, what you know would be kind of the situation, and certainly you know see that as well. And I mean, that certainly there's that sense of peace and stuff that comes from that. Yeah, you know, to know yeah. that you know when you're when you're exploring a lot of these different things, or you're thinking about like not being there when your kids are growing up, or when you're thinking about, you know, um, all the crazy stuff that now all of a sudden you have to deal with Hmm. and know that. So you have your wife who's there, but then also you have this sense of peace that they're going to be taken care of because in a way that thing that you have to celebrate that, 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 that person or that reason you have to celebrate, um, you know, it's, you know, that, you know, God is going to care for mm-hmm. who who it is, like right. care for your wife, care for your kids, things like that. Like you know, you have that sense of peace ultimately because you know 
um, or, or you you believe that that there is a God who is in control. Right. Exactly. I know that in the end, and no matter what happens, like you said, there there is a God who is in control of these situations. I mean, like the world could completely just go to hell, and and everything could be just bad, but ultimately my faith is in God and I know that no matter how bad life gets, God still loves me and he still cares about me. You're writing about your experience in that. I think that's always an important thing with songwriting or with any type of creative writing is that you know the essence of the individual that's writing it is there also and so not only are we are we um hearing your music but we're also kind of taking a look into your 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 soul in a way mm-hmm. you know and i think that is why for for creative people it can be very um difficult to uh you know share your uh, work because there's a vulnerability there right when you put yourself kind of like on it's like just basically take your clothes off and you stand in a public square essentially <laughs> yeah and that's you know that's one of the great things about art is it lets people just truly say who they are just without shame they can they can speak their minds and speak their souls and and just put it out there in a way that might feel more comfortable for them you yeah know, we we all need to find a place where we can be ourselves and and be happy with who we are and for a lot of people that's music i know for me for sure music is is that medium for me that having that creative outlet and being able to just express how i'm feeling and and you know express what i want to tell people it it makes me feel whole yeah yeah no i agree with you agree with you so, um, kind of wrap things up a little bit, uh, so we don't go on too long because I know we could go on, uh, all night if we really wanted to. Oh yeah. You and I could <laughs> like, like, I think we were joking around earlier. We could sit here and go three, four hours. Yeah. Right. Right. To. Never, not anything, uh, worth listening to, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but I do want to touch upon, like I said, uh, earlier, uh, so we did work on a project together and that mm-hmm. was really fun, um, writing project. Uh, it's called The Weekend Preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube Music, you know, just about anywhere where you can find music, uh, you will find this album. Eight songs. Um, this was a really just a, a neat project. Um, you know, we recorded it together, produced it, um, wrote it, everything. And we really were capturing the stories uh, from local newspapers that um, are important to, or in events that are important to, like, smaller towns, you know, like villages. Like, I grew up in the village of Kenmore. You grew up in the town of Heartland and live in the village of Middleport. <laughs> um, They're right next to each other. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they... Uh, but we wanted to capture that and the importance of that. And so that was a different approach to writing. So rather than simply writing from our own experience, which we did also include that as well, because I feel like that's important from a songwriting perspective. But we also made sure to kind of get the events, um, you know, right in terms of like if you're reading it in a 
newspaper. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's like your local news sung. Right. You know, it's those local papers that are read by the people who are right there in that community. It's like, okay, you got this story about uh, Hamburg. Well, okay, it's probably being read by people in Hamburg and Angola and, and that surrounding yeah. area. Yeah, so that's what we were that's what we tried to do and I thought we did a pretty good job with that and catching that. So um but yeah, that was fun. Um and that was a different style of writing from, you know, for me and and writing, you know, other people's stories in a way, but but at the same time still trying to make it somewhat personal. Um and you know, one song in particular um that I wrote on there uh, Emerald City um telling the story of this um lady who uh owned a, a tea shop in the city of town of Wanda and um her journey which there was a article in the Kenton Sun that I read that uh talked about her journey from uh you know kind of going like a you know difficult marriage and stuff like that and uh finding herself you know going through recovery and and, and finding herself and uh, getting this tea shop, uh, opening this tea shop, and and everything that went that, and then eventually the tea shop closing and finding herself as a, as an author, and uh, you know that was that was a pretty cool story. So, but being able to write something like that from, from her experience and her story, uh, that was definitely something different for me. And uh, you know I had fun doing that, and you know you writing about. Um, the uh, sandbags on the shore, writing about the Lake Erie shoreline, but then also to writing about rum running, you know, mm-hmm. the historical piece. <laughs> so history of, you know, the Wilson area, Wilson, New York, and, you know, Lake Ontario and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you probably noticed the lake really comes into a lot of my songwriting. <laughs> I notice it more and more as, as time goes on. But I mean, like, it's my favorite place. You know, so it's your it's, muse, man. It is. It's it, your muse. it really is. So that's like, okay. It shows well, up in a there lot are of my music. A lot of great, lot of great writers and artists and uh, musicians, uh, whatnot. You know, they were inspired by some sort of body of water. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, good old Ontario happens to be mine. <laughs> there you go. So deep is the uh, is the lake, and deep is Evan's fondness for the lake. <laughs> So anyway, but uh, yeah, check that out, The Weekend Preacher. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that because we uh, spent quite a bit of time talking about your songs, which was the whole idea. We've actually got a whole uh, YouTube series coming out with talking about The Weekend Preacher, don't we? Yep, that's available on YouTube. Just search either James Robert Kibbe or Evan Anstey, and um, you can uh, watch that. if you're bored and you have really nothing else to do. Like literally nothing else. If, <laughs> if watching paint dry on the wall is getting yeah. old at this point, you know, there's but something. I'll, I'll put a link in uh, the show notes for you to uh, check that out. Um, and then also, too, um, just head over to deertrackspodcast.blog. Um, like I said, we'll post the episodes up there. But then we also post some articles and some other interesting stuff there. And Evan has got something over there as well. Um, so, uh, Evan is pretty coy about, uh, what he's writing about, but I know it's going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you, you figured that out about me, Jim. I, when I'm writing stuff, I, I'm really kind of vague and I don't want to say secretive about it, but like, 
I really don't reveal much about what I'm writing about, like at all, so, before I actually show it. <laughs> I so, mean, except with you, yeah. and we're doing weekend preacher, like we yeah, were yeah. bouncing off ideas left and right. But yeah, usually uh, my wife and my cats are like the only people who hear stuff I'm working on. Before That's probably because he's shouting it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, all the outtakes, just like the. <laughs> but just head on over there, uh, head on over deertrackspodcast.blog, um, and you will see what Evan wrote. And so will I. And um, other than that, uh, like I said, uh, just uh, check us out on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Podcast. Like the page. Um, also, to subscribe, leave a positive rating and review. Um, that helps us uh, appease the algorithm gods and reach more people with this podcast. So help us out with that as well. Like I said, subscribe. Uh, and that way you will not miss an episode as we got some more exciting conversations that are going to be coming up this season so you don't want to miss it so anyway evan um as we wrap up here i just want to thank you so much again for being on the deer tracks podcast it's great to have a conversation with you as we've shared your music um last season so hopefully people enjoyed just kind of hearing more about about you and about the songs and thank you again for uh just your sharing your talent with the world well, Jim, thank you for having me on here. You know, it's it's always good to sit down and chat with you, and I'm you know I'm glad we got to talk about this today. So, thank you so, for having me on here. Yep. And uh, Evan, why don't you real quick before we go, because I don't want people to miss this opportunity to check out wherever you are in the internet. <laughs> scape. Well, uh, uh, there's not not too much, but I mean, like I'm on all the major social media platforms. If you go to facebook.com slash Evan Anstey Music. Uh, my name is probably spelled somewhere in the text of this podcast. Um, you can find my music on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, all that stuff. And uh, if you want to follow me on, on Instagram, it's Evan M, as in the letter M, Anstey. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much where I am on the interwebs. <laughs> all right, excellent. <laughs> Well, that about does it for this episode of the Deer Tracks podcast. My name is James Kibbe, and I hope you all have a good week, and we'll see you again real soon. Thanks. <laughs>